When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we have another letter in our movie alphabet. We had the letter P to watch. So I picked a long time ago Police Academy for us to watch. Yeah, it has been a minute since we have done our ABCs that we're still The last going one we through. watched, literally the last one we watched was Ocean Waves. And I think that was like a year ago. That was last year, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We're getting back to it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try to fit some in, but I mean, it's about to be Oscar season, so I mean, we're gonna be we're gonna be watching Oscar movies, but you know, there's still yeah. some time. There's still some time. Um, but don't just we didn't forget. Just know that we didn't forget. Um, well, I, I actually I did forget, and then you reminded. <laughs> I me. brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was brought it up. Um, yeah, we're doing great. We're professionals here. Um, so we got a we got Police Academy from 1984 with a with my favorite Sex in the City girl. Yeah, Samantha, Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall, who plays Samantha in Sex in the City. I was, I. I might have known that she was in this, but I forgot. And then when I saw her, I was like, hey, like I was like when she showed up in the um, in the car, like talking to her mom, like on the way to police academy. Um, oh, goodness. I, I loved watching Sex in the City and I love Samantha. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, maybe that will be our next series. Who knows? Oh, that'd be interesting. Oh, that'd be very I interesting. Um, I know. I don't know. I I actually have been hankering to watch it again because I did watch all of it like in college um, for the first time and remembered really liking it. Um, but yeah, so directed by Hugh Wilson. Mm-hmm. No idea what other what other stuff this guy's worked on. A lot of TV. Yeah, looks um, like it. Yeah, a lot of, lot of TV. This movie. Um... First Wives Club, that's a good movie. Oh, I like that one a lot. Yeah, Uh, comedy is is his thing. This is this is a very traditional screwball comedy. I, you know, we we I think don't have a lot of expertise in that category. There are a ton and ton of these kind of movies, and this is one that I think is quite beloved by a lot of people. Um, And you know, I could see why it has a large cast. It's very kooky, um, dumb fun. Definitely doesn't age well um, at all. But you know, I could I could recognize some funny parts of it, it <laughs> that weren't you know super yeah. racist or something. <laughs> yes, it was. It was it definitely d- doesn't age well. I I thought it was going to be worse though, like way uh-huh. worse. Like okay. I thought 
I don't know. I I thought the I thought it was going to be more stupid. I I was I was actually surprised at how well thought out the comedy was. Like mm-hmm. it's it seemed very well thought out. Uh but yes, very 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 offensive and not and and it it, it seemed like slapstick and and this and this type of of active comedy was was very popular around this time. We still see it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but I think it has I think it was a lot more popular around this time and um yeah yeah I I read that it made a hundred million dollars um like first off and it was opening weekend like like in the box office something like that it made so much money but it only cost four million dollars to make so it really like was such a such a success that they made like six more movies and a tv show what there's more emily there's literally like six movies in a tv show of this Re- i mean a tv show definitely makes sense i mean we have so many like brooklyn 99 this is like the one thing i could i could really compare reno 911 is also reno like that too yes 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 um yeah so yeah i could definitely i could Definitely see shows coming out of the, but real six movies. Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) There's literally six more. They go all the way up to six. And then there's Police Academy Mission to Moscow. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no. Like, wow. (laughs) Dear, dear goodness. No. (laughs) Well, we are not going to be watching the rest of these. The first one was, was more than enough. Um, it wow yeah um well i did laugh i mean obviously there are a lot i mean i don't even need to like explain all of these seriously problematic things that happen in this movie i do think that while obviously there is a lot of racism sexism you know kooky 80s uh animal house kind of comedy in this it does pretty much make fun of every single person in, in this movie um basically everybody is such a character that they have something ridiculous about them or they do ridiculous things. Um, yes. It, it so really, <laughs> it, it really rounds out the, the who it's making fun of. Like, yes, of course it is. We have the sexist comments, the racist comments, the homophobic comments, the fat phobic comments. Like we have all of that, but even, even the guys that are dealing out these, these horrible offensive jokes they are also the butt of of jokes as well um so it is it it it's not an excuse but it is but it but it makes fun of every single person in this in this movie um i love this tagline it's be a cop all you do is join the farce that's really oh yeah that's and what it's that's a good one that's a that's so good. And what it says on the front of the IMDb poster here, it says, new police recruits, call them slobs, call them jerks, call them gross. Just don't call them when you're in trouble. Wow. Wow. <laughs> which is which is kind of the opposite because, yeah, these people start off as, as you know, we're unsure if they're going to make it. You know, the, the police force is trying to kick them out. They're trying their best. Um, but, I mean, they all end up making it. And they all, I mean, which means they, they have to be suitable cops because, because they graduated. Well, let's right? just, let's just put it on that 
let's just think about what it's really trying to like critique okay which is actual cops um right of course (laughs) and like i'm sure actual cops do like this movie because it's making fun of them um and people can appreciate something that's making fun of them in in a lot of ways but also you know actual cops are and can be as inept as plenty of these people in this movie so it it's kind of like you're you're laughing but then you're also like Wow, we we live in 2022, so a lot of this comedy about cops is just not. Some of it's <laughs> some some of it's a little a little too real, like um, like it's that, really uh, crazy. That, that trigger happy like weapon weapon obsessed guy. He yeah. he was scary. Tackleberry, I I know he was supposed to be funny, but he terrified me. I did not like. He him. was extremely interested in guns and just loved he was guns. Trigger happy. It yeah. was. It's at his own going away party. When we meet him, he's he's like he's like the security guy of this uh, build, like a business building, and it's like he's walking around in the dark. Like acting yeah. like he's he's trying to catch a thief or something, or he's he's after someone malicious, and this guy's like trying to leave his office, and Tackleberry's like like holds him, and he's like, hey, and he's like, hey, Tackleberry, you're a great guy, you're gonna do great on the force, and then and then he shoots blindly into his own going away party. And the, it's funny because like the cake explodes, right? It's funny he didn't actually kill any of them. And it's like, yeah, it's what so the fuck? Funny. Yeah, it's so funny to just go into a place and just shoot without even... Th- it's so funny, Alessandra. It's so funny. <laughs> I know. And it's just like, okay. And, I, and I'm these... sure a lot of those jokes landed back then, but I can I cannot find that funny today. Like, that is not... It, that is... Yeah. And again, that, that, that's more slapstick. Like, it's it's people getting hurt, people getting pushed downstairs, you know, people tripping. Like, it, it falls into that, but... It's also it's also too real. <laughs> it really is. I you know much. I do think it is calm. You know, the the extensive amount of guns in this movie is also critiquing itself in that sense. America's obsessed with guns. It was always obsessed with guns, and especially in the eighties. And so it's just overrun with them in this movie, and it's just it's yeah, it's, it's so it's, obnoxious, right? So like that's the yeah. point. It's supposed to be. Way over the the riot scene when they're like, you all have fully loaded ammunition weapons, but you are Mm -hmm. not being told to use them. It's like, then why do they have them? Because exactly because America loves guns. Yeah, that's so true. It's like totally critiquing the insanity that that our country is. And also just kind of the, you know, what it was like crime was like at this time we watched watch robocop which is a more serious critique um that you know was definitely an interesting it's like a foil to this movie like it's still critiquing the police it's still critiquing um crime today or in the 80s and you know the way that people deal with it but this is the flip side this is the comedy version of that Right. And it is really interesting thinking about the context of when this movie came out and people just were like, oh, it's fun. It's it's not, you know, it's stupid fun. It's, it's interesting. It's comedy. But like, I don't think people really were like thinking about the various layers that this movie is critiquing. Reading you into know? it. Yeah. Really reading yeah. into these to these jokes. Um, yeah. So but so the the movie kind of starts off with these little text blurbs kind of saying that the the mayor of 
do we know where they're at? New York or something? Or? No, I, it's it's like not clear where it's they are. They, they live like near a big city. Okay, the current the current mayor of a of a of a city um, has has mandated that anyone can join the police academy. Women, people of varying weight classes, um, and and various races can join. Which I mean, I I think that was no, that wasn't brought up because there were already people in the there are already um, other people in the police force. Like we saw captains, yeah. and other commanders and lieutenants and stuff. But it was mostly women. And mm-hmm. weight class that has changed or something. Yeah. Um, it, well, it did say like any color of person, anything like it basically anybody okay. could do it. And it's, again, critiquing on the like fact that police have been notoriously white male. Um, and like, even though there's the, the few that aren't. Yes. It's like discriminatory. Yes. Yeah. The new female mayor has decided everybody gets a chance to become a, a police officer. <laughs> Yes, which uh, which that made me look up, um, because I was like, I was like, there were there were women in the police force in the eighties, right? And I was looking up the history of women in the law force. Okay, okay. We literally and... watched this movie both of us like thirty minutes ago, so I uh-huh. this, this was this was very quick research. Um, but I am currently on cops dot dot gov. Okay. Which they have an article here, uh, a history of women in law enforcement, and that's kind of just like a chronological timeline list of women in the law in the in law enforcement, just in various uh, positions. So in 1908, Lola mm-hmm. Baldwin was the first sworn female police officer hired by Portland, Oregon. That's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then let's see that approximately 73,000 women serve as law enforcement officers today. Um, 11.6% of the total. Wow. Wow. Wow, indeed. <laughs> wow, indeed. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is very interesting. I mean, there's, you know, maybe if more women were in it, things would be a little different. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if, if things were definitely different. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if maybe the world was a little less... were not how they currently are. <laughs> yeah. if, if, if we lived in a fantasy land, th- this is what would... Things would be better, wouldn't they? If we lived in an alternate universe. The Police Academy universe. Um... One of my favorite uh, characters in this, I, of course, loved Hightower. I loved him so much. I also loved um He was Hooks. a florist! I know. I he just... so cute! I, I, a lot of the comedy surrounding him was the fact that he was a big dude, um, that he was really yes. intimidating, but intimidating. also he was... People were scared of him. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of cute and everything, but he also... St- he stuck up for Hooks when she was, I guess, called something racist at her driving test by one of the other yes. guys. And yes. I had that never was heard like this term moment. before and I looked it up and it's basically just an insult, insult to the okay. black community. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it died out apparently cause I'd never heard of it before, but anyway, horrible thing to say to somebody. And so Hightower like flips the police car and gets kicked out. Um, but I love that he did that for hooks and hooks was again, a great character as well. Um, really mostly like, 
the comedy for her was that she was just really quiet and um yeah but then in the end she she finds her voice while while they're out like in in the fields like dealing with that riot turned like hostage situation um you know the a part of their training obviously other than the schooling and the rigorous uh exercise is um using the power of your voice to 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 intimidate people and so mm-hmm. whenever she was up to do that you know she'd she'd be very soft spoken she'd be like put your hands up like it was yeah. just it was she very funny really yeah. yeah, I was like finding her confidence and and also finding uh like Barbara also found his confidence as well. Um, you know, so we just kind of have those characters that need a little bit of help. Um still don't know if they should be police, but it, it it's like okay, they're they're trying. They're really like trying to stand up to bullies. Um trying to be themselves. And another standout I really loved was um, Lieutenant Harris, the head of, like, the D group. Um, there was something about him, and he was, like, definitely a main character along with uh, Mahoney. I thought that he was probably the best actor of all of them. <laughs> like, he was so serious all the time, and his yeah, comedy he, he was, was good. he was really good. Yeah, he had a lot of screen time, and, you know, he, he was kind of in on it. All of the higher-ups, uh, all the lieutenants and uh com- com- commandants is that what they yeah. called him um were basically trying to get these these uh people kicked out basically um or you know get let them have reasons to kick them out because they couldn't by law they could not just kick them out because they wanted to um and so he was obviously trying trying to get them kicked out but you know he still he still had some really good scenes and in the end he was still reluctant it seemed to to have them graduate but you know he was he was a good sport about it mostly <laughs> mostly like his his grumpy face was funny you know like that's kind of the the point he just like hates everyone um yeah the- yeah he was he was a real grump he was a real grump but he gets thrown it like at that horse and um oh my gosh the horse <laughs> oh my Goodness, the horse scene. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what happened? He he went in the horse, I think. He, he went in the horse, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh and it's my like gosh. not funny, but it's funny. Like it's just stupid, you know? It's like, oh god. That sounds traumatizing. <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. I but everybody kind of became like friends. Everybody, you know, and there's such a colorful cast. They're just like really all very different people. Um, you know, they got their quirks. Like, like uh, Jones is like a he can imitate noises really well. And... Yeah, I really liked him. He was really... yeah. <laughs> all of the all the different noises he made were so good. I, I really actually noticed a lot of the slapstick comedy. In movies that I've more seen recently, like American Pie in that series has um, a significant amount of stupid slapstick comedy. Right. It's pretty much the whole point of those movies. And those are also very, like, hypersexual and, you know, male-oriented movies. Um, right. And they're funny in some ways. But they definitely just, like, when they made them, they were just trying to be as... um 
wacky and as like offensive as possible. So when you watch them now, you're like, this is supposed to be extremely offensive. Um, and you're like, why? They're like, do, do people like really, really enjoy these? And it's like, yeah, they went to the movies. A lot of people really saw these movies in theaters and thought they were the funniest thing ever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then even going to Fired Up, I actually saw a lot of that slapstick comedy tropes um, from this in, like, Fired Up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fired Up's so good. It is. It is. <laughs> so good. And it has, like, all that stupid comedy stuff, too, but in a different way. Like, it kind of turns it on its head and actually is a lot more feminist than it makes itself out to be, <laughs> you know, when it does, it does. Yeah. When the boys kind of finally learn that they, that they like cheerleading as, yeah. as, as well as getting girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the one guy like pretend George Martin pretends that he's, um, I guess, hispanic to get girls which is just insane yeah, um, just so that he can lure lure them in with the accent um it's it, again it's it's uh it's it's chaotic it's it's real, chaotic it's, it's chaotic. real chaotic um yeah it really is um what was your uh what's your favorite scene in this in this movie alessandra Oh, um, <laughs> I kind of like the driving scene, uh, with, with Hooks and Hightower. I thought it was funny that he, Hightower was like on a police chase the night before to learn how to drive better. Um, yeah. And they crashed that asshole's car. Yeah. Um, love I, that. <laughs> yeah. And all the, the asshole guys were sent to that, um, bondage bar like the gay bar yes the gay bar yes but they actually had a nice time and so then they were like oh we actually had a really nice time at that at that bar yeah i found that really yeah i found that especially for a movie at this time like it definitely seemed like some of the, some of the guys were like questioning their sexuality which i found very interesting yes um, yes yeah. yeah especially for a movie at this time um like uh commandant lassard you know he gets he gets a blowjob during his speech, and he yeah. thought it was, and he thought it was from Mahoney, and he. But there he had was to have a little bit of gay panic. But he like definitely had like... a little bit of gay panic in there, and <laughs> yeah. I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> that scene was, um, it was it was funny, and it was like so wrong, but it was also hilarious. Like I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. It was like... It's. The, was, the performance of him was good. Like George Gaines, who played him, yes, was George funny. Um, I was I was surprised. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, <laughs> this is happening right now." Yeah, that's oh the that's the silly sex comedy version of the movie for and sure. Then, yeah, and then the two guys going to the to the Blue Oyster. Oh man, then they were dancing. I I fully wanted. So you know they had they had they're they're slowly panning over the two guys while they're dancing at the end of the night slow dancing with these guys and i fully wanted the second couple to just be making out like full on like, <laughs> I, I i was like oh <laughs> this was 1984 emily it was not gonna i know happen. it was not gonna happen i know i could i could dream <laughs> <laughs> it, 
yeah, it wasn't, um, you know, inclusive, but they, I don't know, they were making fun of gay people in the same way that all the 80s movies do. Um, but it wasn't exactly, I don't, it wasn't as like offensive as some of the other ones. So it was like half offensive. Yeah, I think, I think I the part know. where it went, I think the part where it went farther was more like because they really touched on everything i don't know that that's even though i did like the driving test that that like slur that he called hooks was like oh that's right right in the yes i mean again i was like oh like i i like i was shocked i was like oh my god like what and there was a there was a gay slur too when they were gonna go out and i was just like what is up with this but then again there's a gay slur in the very first line of The Hangover. Okay, as as we remember from watching Bros recently, like that's a thing. <laughs> like The Hangover did not come out very long ago. That's true. I think I've only seen The Hangover once. I did not like that movie. Um, I love The Hangover. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I it's it's been a minute. I I just don't think about that movie very often. Yeah. It's, I think again, about, like I think it. about fired up. That's my that's my go to. Yeah, that's fired up. Go-to love movie. fired up. That's my go to. I love movie. it. I also love Bros, oh. and I will go see that movie again. I want to go see it again so bad. <laughs> I just think screwball comedies are definitely like you could go to film school, you could go to any college and have taken an entire course about screwball comedies because there's there's ways that there's tropes to them. There's ways that. There's a reason why they're important in society. There's a reason why, you know, they exist. It's it's like there's so much more to them that I think we can actually analyze. It is definitely a form of humor that will always be always be around. It it will it will evolve. It will change in ways. But it's 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 a solid form of comedy. People fall in you know, America's Funniest mm-hmm. Home Videos, they uh, they were successful because of that type of humor. Um, people love seeing people get slapped in the face with, with cake, with pie, with a ball. Who knows? With, with a car door. With know? a car door. You know, it's, oh my goodness. The, the accident prone guy, he was, he was, <laughs> he was so annoying to me. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't in it a lot, which was good. Because if he, if he was, I wouldn't have liked having too much of him in it oh gosh yes i oh i despise this character <laughs> driving with his wife on the car you know? yeah and just and the whole riot started because he threw the apple out the window i was like dude just eat the apple like what are you, what are you guys against against nutrition too like geez again yeah probably. against delicious fruits <laughs> i'm i don't know apples apples are my favorite fruit but i mean i'll i'll have i'll have one every once in a while <laughs> With some peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, Alright, should we should we take a break and maybe read then read some trivia? That sounds good. Alright. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, we are back. Let's All check right. out. Um, trivia. There is a lot of trivia. I mean, this is an old movie. and It's also a very beloved movie. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I'm trying to find something interesting. It was funny when they they got that small car and Hightower couldn't fit in it, so then they took out the front seat and then just sat in the back of it. They just ripped out the two seats, like, so easily. Yeah, just, whoop! And Mahoney was like, well, I was kind of just joking, but, you know, whatever works. I think this was the only movie that Kim Cattrall was in, and she wasn't in the rest of them. Which, you know, she is probably the biggest star out of all of these. Um, Yeah, I think she's the only one who looked the most familiar. But, like, Steve Gutenberg is known to be a pretty popular comedic actor. Like, he's been in a lot of stuff. Okay. Like, he's pretty pretty successful as well. Okay. Um, I'm just looking. Oh, Kim Cattrall said this was her favorite movie that she's ever done. Really? <laughs> That's crazy. All right. You know what? I feel like the set was probably really fun. I feel like all these people continued to make movies because they also wanted to just be around each other. Yeah, that's true. Like, they're just doing funny antics the whole time. Probably messing around. In addition to playing Jones, Michael Michael Winslow also supplied the voice for all public address announcements heard at the Academy. (laughs) Okay. That's why when they pointed to him and they were like, is that you? Yeah, I liked how he always, he always had his little his little like microphone with him and when he did the little like Mahoney you're needed in the in the in the principal's office you know not principal's office but you know whatever the commandant's office yeah the term tackleberry has become a standard in the private security industry to denote an officer who is inordinately fond of firearms and other high-tech equipment oh my god (gasps) that's a big one wow this movie only took 45 days to film um, in 1983. And Michael Winslow is said to have performed the sound effects for the sirens, among other sound effects for the film. 
that's cool. So he was actually really good at at making those those various noises, like the actual actor mm-hmm. was. Um, this is kind of funny. The, yeah. Oh, what? Continue. Go. Uh, when Hook says, I'll, I'll bet there's a back door to this place, Marion Ramsey tries opening the door only to find it jammed. After several attempts, she finally succeeds in getting the door open. This was unplanned, but kept in the film with the footage sped up for the for the even greater comedic effect. Okay. <laughs> um, the role of Commandant Lassard was written with Leslie Nielsen in mind, which I thought he looked just like Leslie Nielsen. Oh. Who is, you know, um, naked gun, like, really great, classic comedian, like, slapstick, screwball comedy comedian, Leslie Nielsen. He's in Airplane. Leslie Nielsen. I'm sure you'll recognize him. He He looks a lot like the Commandant guy. He looks a little bit like dick van dyke yeah he just he looks he looks like a he looks like an old man yeah i don't know if, I, I don't know if i've seen this guy before i probably have you've seen airplane uh no okay well no i haven't <laughs> do i need to see airplane well, yes that's the that's one the, day that's that's the movie poster where the airplane's like tied to knot right yeah yeah. Yeah. I say that poster all the time. It's because it's one of the best comedies of all time. Really? Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sold. I think it is. Yeah. Sold. I'll watch it. Let's find out where it's at. I got IMDb um, open. Trusty old IMDb. Okay. You, you keep looking while I look this up. Um, I am going to just read the plot keywords. Emily? It's on HBO Max. What? Okay. What? Oh, excellent. Plucky <laughs> words? You're going to do it? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Okay. They ha- are police uniform, police academy, misfit, police cadet, female police officer. There you go. That's that. There you go. Um, so this movie got a... 41 Metascore. Yep. Two positive reviews. Yeah. Three mixed reviews and one negative review. Famously given no thumbs up by Roger Ebert. And that is, that is the blurb. That is Famously? Famously. Apparently he said this movie is very bad in all caps. Wow. All right. So I will read that. Yeah, I see it. I see a zero. Um, all right. If there's anything worse than a punchline that doesn't work, it's a movie that doesn't even bother to put the punchlines in. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Okay, I'll read one of these mixed reviews. Um, I'll do the variety of the uncredited staff member in the 80s. What? Okay. <laughs> Police Academy, at its core, is a harmless, innocent poker authority that does find a fresh background in a police academy. All right. And the highest we have here is a 70. 
from the Washington Post. Um, Attention all units. Slapstick in progress in the vicinity of police academy. Suspects wanted Horrible beginning. And it keeps going. Oh boy. Suspects wanted for mugging the camera and possession of night night sticks. Is that how is that how a, a nightstick is spelled? Nightstick? No. Oh, it's no, a stick. stick. It's a stick. Okay. It's I a nightstick. It. I'm here. I'm here. I got it. I got it. I okay. <laughs> Possession of nightsticks with intent to incite a laugh riot. Please respond Ugh. to this blues. Alessandra, please. I'm trying to read. Please respond. <laughs> please respond to this blues burlesque. A uniformly funny hit sure to have a long run. Its target audience, those who can take their TNA with a train, with a, sorry, with a grain of assault. <laughs> its plot, a combo of Animal House and an officer and a gentleman. It stars a rainbow coalition of hot newcomers and dependable, unexpendable pros. <sighs> that, that's, that's a rough one. <laughs> that is. That was nauseating. That was one of like the most insane reviews I've ever heard. Like in general. Um, I will always remember how how crazy this this blow up this blurb is. It's crazy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna that that one was so insignificant. I'm going to read the second one, the second highest one okay. we have here. A 63 from the Globe and Mail. Um, despite the quick succession of sight gags, director Hugh Wilson engineers in the film, Police Academy has has its weak moments, particularly with Steve Gutenberg and Kim Cattrall in the leads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, their romance, whatever the hell they were doing, was, was, was weak. I will definitely It was agree. very weak. I will agree yeah. with that. I'll should have been that. more. There should have been more Kim Cattrall. I think that she was definitely lacking. Yeah, I wanted her in it so much more. And honestly, like his his flirting with her was just harassment. So that just wasn't was not down for that. <laughs> so much <sighs> harassment, just straight up harassment. Oh my goodness! Don't don't watch American Pie. They're they're bad. They're really bad with the harassment. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I yeah no, I don't think I don't I don't think I'm ever gonna watch American Pie. Okay, um, the next movie on our movie alphabet for the letter Q is The Queen. <gasps> Which is that perfect timing. Yes, you did. The Queen. Um, R.I.P. Which, which one? Two thousand six with Helen Mirren. Liz. Yes. Ooh, okay. I mean, okay, Helen. We, yeah, we've watched Ooh. other movies with that same director, so it's on HBO Max, dude. Oh my! Oh my God! Oh my God! Okay, this we is prob- a sign we probably, because we probably need to do this. Soon. <laughs> yeah, we probably exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> probably need to do this soon because I'm, re- you know, I'm really worried that it's not going to be on there when we need to watch it. So I feel like we should keep, you know. Yeah, we should probably take advantage of that. Um, yeah, we yeah we should yeah we should definitely do that. Uh, okay, cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Police Academy. 
from 1984. What a what a very interesting journey that we just went on together, Alessandra. Um, today, yeah. T- today, yeah, just today. Um, I'm so excited for the Queen and for us to eventually finish our list. Um, but if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. We also have an IMDb page, which is where we get all of our IMDb knowledge for all the movies, the trivia, the Metascore, everything. We love IMDb. Um, if IMDb ever sponsored us, I would, I would, I'd probably cry. Um, and uh, follow our social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. TikTok, YouTube, just search Abba the Popcorn or Abba the Popcorn Podcast. Uh, if you want to email us, please email us at Abba the Popcorn Podcast at gmail.com. And we have merch, so please check that out. But thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.